Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 268 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for another day in your word to learn more about you. Help us learn more today. In Jesus' name, amen. We start Matthew chapter 1 today for the last time in our 365-day journey. This book is known for writing about fulfilled prophecies from the Old Testament. The other significant piece of this book is the use of the phrase kingdom of heaven. Matthew uses this phrase 33 times. He uses the phrase to show us that the kingdom of heaven is experienced here on earth in a spiritual sense, and we can look forward to its future in the real sense. Hope abounds in the book of Matthew. Well, let's see what we can learn in Matthew chapter 1. God shows us his perfection here in this chapter. Some find genealogy difficult to read and keep our attention. However, notice verse 17, which says there are 14 generations from Abraham to King David, 14 generations from David to the Babylonian exile, and 14 generations from this exile to Christ. I love finding patterns and numbers in the Bible, and this is a perfect way to start the New Testament as we see God's perfection and attention to detail. This shows us that he is invested in every detail of our lives as well. God shows his love as he sends his son to save the world. He shows us his love as he sends an angel to Joseph in a dream, telling him to not be afraid to marry his beloved Mary. Joseph was told to name him Jesus. The Amplified Bible tells us the name Jesus means Savior. Joseph is further told that the Savior will save people from their sins, which the Amplified Bible explains prevents us from failing and missing the true end and scope of life. God is the true scope of life. He shows us his love and care for us as he sends his son to make sure we find him, and so that we don't miss the real reason we are here, which is to worship him. The first fulfilled prophecy Matthew writes about is found in the book of Isaiah that we are currently reading. In chapter 7, verse 14, it is prophesied that a virgin would give birth to a son and his name would be Emmanuel, translated to mean God is with us. We don't have to wait until Christmas to celebrate the season of Emmanuel. We can celebrate God with us every day of our lives. Well, let's see what Paul is writing to the Thessalonians in chapter 4. He encourages them to live lives set apart for God, holy for God. Sounds a lot like the Old Testament books. Verse 7 says, For God has not called us to impurity, but to consecration, to dedicate ourselves to the most thorough purity. Yes, God calls us to live pure lives because we are his, and he is pure and holy. Paul compliments them on the love they have for one another and others outside their church. Even so, there are some things he advises them about. He encourages them to live quietly and peacefully. We can take his advice too. He also told them to mind their affairs. In today's lingo, that might be something more like mind your own business. Paul wrote against gossip in various letters to other churches as well. We all need this reminder from time to time. Paul encourages the Philippians to work so they will be respected by the outside world. While we don't work to be better than others or show up the neighbors with our wealth, Paul encourages us to maintain a good reputation so we can share the gospel with others and represent the Lord well. It always amazes me how the words written and spoken thousands of years ago are so applicable to us in our modern day world. He ends his letter with great encouragement about the rapture to come and what a day that will be. Let's see what Isaiah is prophesying in chapter 45. 
The Lord tells of the future king, King Cyrus, who developed the Persian Empire and delivered the Israelites from Babylon. Isaiah gave this prophecy 200 years before it even happened. We read about the end of the story in 2 Chronicles chapter 36, verse 23. Thus says the Cyrus king of Persia, All the kingdoms of the earth the Lord the God of heaven has given me, and he has charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Whoever there is among you of all his people, may the Lord his God be with him, and let him go up to Jerusalem. The full story is told in an upcoming book we will be reading, the book of Daniel. It's important to understand God gave Isaiah this prophecy so that when everything happened as God had planned, Cyrus and all who lived through this time would know that God was the only God. The Lord says, I am the Lord, no less than five times in this chapter, and more if you look at the different ways he refers to himself. The Lord wanted Cyrus to understand he was God, and he wanted Cyrus to free his people from Babylon. All of this happened as God planned. We too can be assured that God has a plan for us, a plan that is tailor-made for each of us. In chapter 46, Isaiah prophesies about the idols and false gods of Babylon that cannot save the people. He sees the Israelites going into captivity. Even so, God will be with them. In verse 4, Isaiah says God will carry them and save them. The Lord tells about all the work they did to make useless idols who cannot help them but actually burden them. And in verse 9, he says, Earnestly remember the former things which I did of old, for I am God and there is no one else. I am God and there is none like me. We serve Almighty God, and there is none like him. Lastly, the Lord tells them he will bring his righteousness to Israel. He gives them hope and says he will not tarry. He will put salvation in Zion, which he eventually does through his son. The Lord is our hope, just as he was the hope of the people thousands of years ago. May we continue to hope in him and be ever so thankful he sent his son to save us. Well, let's see what Psalm 87 teaches us today. This is a perfect psalm to pair with our reading in Isaiah and the gospel today. The very first verse says, On the holy hills stands the city of Jerusalem and the temple God founded. The Lord loves the gates of Zion, through which the crowds of pilgrims enter from all nations, more than all the dwellings of Jacob, Israel. God's love for his people in Zion started long, long ago, and it is still true today. We are fortunate to be grafted into his vine and be called children of the Most High God. Let us pray. O oh Lord, thank you for sending your Son to save all people from the beginning to the end of time as we know it. Thank you for choosing us to be grafted into your fold. Help us draw closer to you, the one true God, the most high God, the almighty God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.